Hi, I'm Alan Weiss, and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. Today's subject is time elasticity. And I'm dedicating this to one of my uh, most uh, interested and loyal and faithful listeners, Caitlin Farmer of San Francisco and Hawaii. So, Caitlin, I hope this meets with your approval. Time elasticity, that means that time is flexible, sort of like a rubber band. You know, Parkinson's law held that work expands to fill the time allotted to it. So if you call an hour meeting, you're going to have an hour's discussion, even if only 15 minutes of it is worth a wrap. What I'm talking about is being able to do more things in a given amount of time than you ever thought you could do. In fact, we can do a lot more than we think. The reasons? Well, if we stop looking for perfection and instead pursue success, we won't go back and forth so much. It's self-edit and wiggle around. If we chunk things so that we do bits at a time, we'll be more successful. I'm working with people who have taken four months to try to write a 30-page ebook. If you write one page in an ebook a day, what, 600 words maybe? In a month, you'll have an ebook. I can write one in two days, for goodness sakes. So you chunk things so you do them a little bit at a time, whether it's cleaning out the garage or writing a book. Number three, you remove distractions. You stop looking around and, and uh, chasing bright, shiny things. If you're of the canine variety, you don't keep yelling, squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. And then you remove procrastination. You stop being fearful of being critiqued. You tuck your ego away and put it to bed. And finally, you improve your speed. You go faster and faster. Because going faster, unless you're reckless, doesn't take the car off the road. It just puts it in the high-speed lane. Now, I don't think we should multitask. I've always thought multitasking was unsuccessful. But what we can do is work concurrently rather than sequentially. Now, let me give you a few examples. In the Civil War, there was a famous Union general named George McClellan. And George McClellan headed the Army of the Potomac. He couldn't fight worth a damn, but he loved a spick-and-span kind of army marching up and down all over the place. Uh, he was well before Grant. But McClellan had a little trick he would do He'd invite reporters in, and he would dictate three letters, three different letters to three different secretaries at once. The reporters were very impressed, but it turned out, of course, that later on all three letters had to be redone. Multitasking provides a distraction. If you do things sequentially, you write one book chapter, then the next chapter, then the next chapter, and that's how you write sequentially. But if you do things concurrently, you could write a book chapter, but at the same time, extract or note parts of the uh, chapter which would serve very well as an article later to promote the book, or a promotive piece for the book, or a review piece for the book, and so on. So as you're writing these things, you make note. When I'm coaching people, I learn more than anyone else, and I notice that when I tell an individual often is not merely a solution for that individual, but is a piece of IP, intellectual property, that I can use for a vastly wider uh, range of things, for other people, for articles, for books, and so forth. And so I make note on a pad, a ubiquitous pad, is a pad always near me, while I'm giving the coaching, so that I don't forget it. And that way, I'm moving things forward concurrently. You know, chefs in restaurants prepare separate meals four people in a party, six people in a party, and they require different cooking times and different preparation, but they're still all ready to be served at the same time. The chef is doing things concurrently. 
producers, I learned this when I was shooting videos for some of my clients, uh, producers take the scenes that I created for the client uh, and they change them instead of shooting in chronological order, which is sequentially. So if there's a shot that's supposed to be at an airport early in the piece and there's another airport shot later in the piece, they shoot them both at the same time, even though they're shooting them out of sequence and the people in them have to adapt to that. A lot of movies are shot that way, where the actors are shooting the end well before there's anything shot in the middle. If you use one camera, you have to stop and move it and then turn it on again to shoot scenes. But if you use three cameras at once, you don't stop shooting. You just have the cameras at different angles. That's concurrent shooting. And I'll tell you who originated that. The first two-camera program on television was I Love Lucy. And it was created by Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz, who went on to form Desilu, one of the big production outfits anywhere, until it was sold after they divorced. If I'm delivering a speech, I am not going personally to then network after the speech with people who hang around to try to get them involved in doing business with me. Instead, while I'm speaking, concurrent with my speech, I am going to use examples and war stories that attract them, that are compelling, that whet their appetite, so that they contact me later or come to me later and say, how can we work together? We tend to think in rather boring time units, an hour for a meeting, a half day for a workshop, 30 minutes for a phone call. Our calendars, if you take a look, are divided into these arbitrary and wasteful time periods, so we tend to conform to the structure. The structure's controlling us instead of our controlling the structure. I never give anyone an hour. Someone asks, can I have an hour of your time? No, tell me what you need help with and I'll answer your question. And my internal clock is about five minutes. My coaching sessions are never more than 30 minutes, and people know that. But if they end earlier, they end earlier. I moved over time from a four and a half day in-person session, my consulting college, to two and a half days in person, and then to simply three mornings on Zoom remotely. That goes from 27 hours to nine hours to deliver the same value. That is a two thirds reduction in labor. And I've done that with at least five different kinds of programs and approaches. I'm not lowering value. I'm simply focusing on it more, speeding things up, and eliminating the extraneous. Time is elastic if you're willing to do the stretching. And if you're not so silly as to keep stretching it until it breaks like a rubber band and hurts your wrist. We think investing a lot of time injects seriousness and depth and high quality into our decisions and our initiatives and our projects. It doesn't. These are independent variables. And today, speed is as important as content. Get there fast, mostly right, and you'll always beat the person who waits to be completely right, believe me, every time. Time isn't money, despite the old aphorism. Time is wealth. Discretionary time is real wealth. And that's the uncomfortable truth. Caitlin, I hope this met your expectations.